episode 24. And Nigel, I want to ask you a question. Where have you been in the last couple of weeks? Of course, I mean, it's been a long couple of weeks. So I started in Amsterdam, then I went to Ukraine, then I came home to London. And then last week I decided I'd go to Dublin and go straight to Egypt via Heathrow Airport. And then I got back only yesterday. And there's a lesson I've learned that all the international travel in the world is brilliant. But what I love doing is speaking in Coventry. And you're supposed to say at this point, why Coventry? I was just about to use those exact words because without being rude to the residents of Coventry, I've been there. <laughs> but you know what's lovely about Coventry? You're home in an hour and a half or two hours if you're you. No, actually, Coventry for me is about 45 minutes. Okay. Well, maybe we should do the podcast there then. There's a chance you'll be on time. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the reasons why I'm saying this is to anyone who's listening is you need to know your marketplace and you need to know what works for you and your family. And you need to know what works in your life regarding your travel. Because it's glamorous travelling all over the world. But there's two downsides. One, it's tiring. And I have realised something very, very important. That if you're any good when you speak in Ukraine, and I was blessed to go to Australia and New Zealand last year, and I've spoken in South Africa, and I've spoken in Israel, and I've spoken in Egypt, and I've spoken in Saudi Arabia. If you're any good, do you know what they do, Neil? Yeah, they ask you to come back. They ask you to come back. And let me tell you, it's a long way. Yep. And then if you go back a second time and you become a regular, and I've now done Ukraine eight times, it's not as easy to get there as it is to Coventry. Definitely not. And I like Birmingham, I do a lot of the Birmingham Hilton, the International Convention Centre there. But it's finding where your market is and finding out what you're comfortable doing. So whilst these glamorous trips and people start saying to me, it must be amazing going to all those countries. It is. But I'll tell you what I love more than anything else in the world is my own bed and scrambled egg on toast in my own house watching crap TV. Sitting in an airport sitting on a plane, waiting to be taken somewhere, being in a bed you're not sure, you're not sure where it's been, you're, you're, you know, <laughs> you're in an uncomfortable situation and you don't sleep well, it all sounds great. But if you want to enhance your business and have your best year ever, what you want to be able to do is have regular work from regular people relatively close to where you live so your lifestyle works so just think about where do you want to be in your business? What type of business do you want? And is there a model or a market for it? Because if it's only around the world, you will not be able to continue that journey. You'll not be able to continue that lifestyle for too long. It is knackering traveling. Amen. You know, having done a bunch of business travel and traveling to speak and things myself, I couldn't agree with more. You know, um, I used to go to Brazil a lot on business. And when I say a lot, like multiple times per year. And the number of people were like, oh, how's Rio? I've never been. Yeah, I've been to Brazil a lot of times and I've been to a lot of different parts of Brazil. But I've not been there as a tourist. You know, and you're dead right. The, the bits I find the hardest, actually, are the leaving home. I'm fine once I start travelling, but actually leaving home... And- so you have family that might miss you, is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, my, my wife just pushes me out the door... <laughs> 
Well, to be fair, yeah, my, my wife probably does a bit of that, but my daughter doesn't want me to go, yeah. you know. Um, she's still young and she misses daddy and, you know, how many how many sleeps are you away for, you know. Um, and it can be difficult sometimes to actually go. The actual process of packing, leaving the house and stuff is not always super comfortable. While I'm actually traveling and I'm actually doing my thing, I'm normally too busy and too focused to even really think about anything else. But, oh, so you actually work on the plane, do you? I don't necessarily work on the plane, but I work while I'm, you know, I work while I'm away and whatever. I mean, my favorite thing to do on a plane is noise cancelling headphones and pretend that there's nobody else around. If I'm really honest, you know, I, it's okay if you end up chatting to the person sat near you or next to you, whatever, a little bit. But then I just want my own space. I just want to zone out, kind of forget that I'm going to be sitting in this tube going over the Atlantic for a bunch of time. And you know, now that's really interesting. So about the person next to you, if you travel on business in business you meet other people who are in business yes and you need to learn to connect yes because the first hour of the journey really is mostly going around Heathrow Airport and so I often talk to the person I'm sitting next to I introduce myself and I tell them for the penalty of having to sit next to a motivational speaker I have a book for you and I often give books away on planes to the unlucky person who has to sit next to me for the first hour but in the last two years, I've had five gigs from people from plane journeys. Yep. Because wherever you go, you have to recognise it is a networking opportunity. Absolutely. It is not a not working opportunity. And there's only one letter difference between network and not work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I- so you should always have your tools with you. Too often on planes, and it's really interesting, people will have their jacket away or above them in the compartmental bins i always make sure i have a copy of one of my books and one of my business cards by my side just so i can give it out to somebody yeah i never sign it because that's a bit pretentious but i'll often say i've got a copy of my book just by way of a thank you for being the unlucky passenger sitting next to me and in business you will be with mostly business people absolutely absolutely but i think it's also important to recognize that most of those people don't want to talk to you for the entire flight oh, do they so, not no I, I, I have not found that yet so you know so, so for me and, and yeah i agree with you the kind of introduce yourself to the people you're sat near regardless of where you're sat on the plane actually you know introduce yourself to the people be nice to people but also then be respectful of the fact most people like they didn't know you when they got on the plane they probably don't want to spend the entire journey chatting to you if it's a long-haul flight so i if should, it's only I an should, hour it's I, maybe should, I should learn from that should i so my flight to Australia, which was 28 hours between the two stopovers in Singapore, he probably wasn't over happy then. Is that what you're saying? You think how many episodes we could have recorded doing that? <laughs> well, maybe that's what we should do. We should just get on a flight to Singapore. Well, so, yeah, if this, I tell you what, I'm going to, you know how, like, you've thrown a few things out there in episodes in terms of the, you know, we'll give you rewards if you take our advice and stuff like that. I'm going to throw something out there. If there's somebody that wants to book both of us to come and speak at their event on a long-haul flight, we'll record at least one episode in the air. How about that? That'll be unique. And maybe we'll get the captain involved as well, talking about direction and focus. Well, if someone wants to send us a private jet, we can definitely do that. (laughs) But but the point for everyone is, where do you want to be in your workplace? Where do you enjoy working? And recognise that to think globally, but act locally. Yep. You know, you want to think big, but just recognise your marketplace where you are in your home space, be known. 
What was really interesting about four or five years ago, and I live in a little close with six houses, that I'd come back from Ukraine and my next door neighbour said to me, I'm just curious, what do you actually do? <laughs> and I thought this was kind of weird. I've lived in my close for 23 years and they had no idea that I was a motivational speaker. But I was very well known in Ukraine and all these other countries. So it's kind of just remember that your friends and local people need to know what you do as well as the global market. It actually goes back to the question we had, like, what was it, two, three, four episodes ago, about, you know, if you don't have a a spouse that supports you, you know, let's expand that slightly and say your family, you know, how well do the people around you know what you do? Because actually, if they're on the journey with you, yeah, and this isn't to say that if they're not, if they're choosing not to be on that journey, this isn't to say that's going to change that. But actually, one of the ways to make your, I found for me to make my home life more harmonious is to actually include the people in my home life in what I do professionally. You know, make sure they know what I'm doing. Make sure they know when I'm working weird hours or I'm traveling. And you know, my my wife is ridiculously patient in terms of when it comes to looking at diaries and things because I'm terrible at remembering to tell people what I'm doing and planning. You know, I'll accept stuff that goes in my diary and I assume the rest of the world knows it. Um, is which, that not the case? No, it's not. Strange it's not. That. But, you know, but my wife is incredibly patient at fitting family stuff around commitments that I have and in supporting me. But part of that, I think, is probably because we do actually share the vision of what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to create and what I'm trying to achieve and and the journey I'm on. And, you know, I am on a journey. I'm not at a destination. And to be honest, I kind of hope I never am because I think, you know, if I get to the point where I feel I've done it all, what's left? And that goes back to one of the previous episodes. So when you have a mission, it's a lifetime. Absolutely. When you have a goal, it has a beginning and an end. So our mission is to inspire and empower millions and millions of people through the podcast, through our professional speaking, through our storytelling, through our books. And we're never going to be able to reach that because there's 7.2 billion people on the planet and we've only spoken to about 2 million of them. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter where they are, right? They can be in Sao Paulo, Brazil. They can be in Coventry. They can be in Australia or the Ukraine. You know, it's it's sharing that same message. But going back to the original point of this particular episode it's also thinking about how that fits with your lifestyle and how do you actually impact people. In fact, I'm going to take on a slight different tangent and I think we're probably pretty much coming up to time. But I'm a big believer you can't impact people at a distance in a positive way without, you know, if you're creating a negative impact on the people closest to you. So, Oh, that's very deep. It is. That's very deep. It is. And it might be something we pick up in the next episode. But, you know, I actually think the actions that we take on a day-to-day basis with the people closest to us are the reflection of who we really are. And I see a lot of people, especially online, publishing like highlight reels, trying to tell us one thing when actually we know that their life is something different. Um, And for me, it's about, you know, being who you genuinely are. You know, the word authenticity is a little bit overused these days, but I think it is about being authentic to who you are, being honest about who you are, and living kind of in power as you, and you already know, you know, my whole thing about constantly empowering others, I believe the M power should really be in power, right? I think if you can live in power as you, that's not something you turn off and on. It's just who you are. Okay. So if anyone here is listening in Coventry and wants to book either Neil or me, we're delighted to come. We'll bring some animal hats. We'll bring chocolates. We'll spend a bit of time there. And if you're not in Coventry, we'll also come. But Coventry first, please. Yeah. See you next week. 
And the reason I'm late is because I'm pretty sure if I got Google Maps out, Coventry's actually about an hour, not 45 minutes. 